following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Update. I'm your host, Tony Harper, and I have in studio with me today your favorite guest, Dave Clark. <laughs> Captain Tangent. <laughs> uh, my previous uh, guest I had set up for today had to bail for me last minute. Um, Dave graciously accepted to come onto the show. Just like my I wife, I'm the it. second choice. No, no, I'm my wife's second choice, not the other way around. She's way too good for me. <laughs> All right. Tangent right at the beginning. This is the way it's going to go again. I love it. All right. So we'll start off with the news as usual. Uh, the Boys Season 3 premieres on Amazon Prime June 3rd. Yes. I can't wait for this season. I'm uh, excited for this. Hopefully everything works out. Have you read the comic books? I have not read the comic books. It is so good. It is one of the few. It's one of those few. It's like, it's like Watchmen. Or it's one of the few where... I love both the comic book and the show, and I don't care about the difference. Okay. I get, I get, I get that. Um, yeah, no, I haven't read the comic book yet. I, I kind of want to, though. Do it. There, it's a it's a re- relatively short series. All right. Uh, Where do I get it from? Uh, Comixology. If you have a subscription through Amazon. Okay. Amazon bought Comixology a couple of years ago, so now your Amazon Prime subscription works with it. So it's a bunch of free comic books. Hundreds of free comic books and fantastic. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, Epics announced the second season for their horror sci-fi series called From. I haven't started watching this yet. I don't know I've never even heard of it. I feel kind um, of I feel kind of naughty. Uh, yeah, I, it's something I would kind of want to get into. There wasn't a lot in the article about it. Um, yeah, sorry, I can't remember. I, I wrote this down at the beginning of the week, and I don't remember much about it. Just You're more than phone fine. Have your no. I just realized I didn't whatever. silence them. Oh, all right, that's fine. Um, Sony has pushed back the release of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse sequel. It was originally scheduled to release on October seventh of this year. It will now be June second of twenty twenty three. Okay, I'm still good with that. Uh, John Watts is no longer directing the Fantastic Four. He directed the last three episodes of, or last three Spider-Man movies, and needs to take a break. Uh, <laughs> or does not want his name attached to, to Fantastic another Four. Fantastic Four. Horrible, yeah. <laughs> What's going on with Fantastic Four? Why can they not get a great movie out? Of it it think, seems like a, a good comic book series. Seems like it would be very plausible to get a good story out of it. It's a fantastic comic book series, but I think on paper it's a lot easier to mesh those four specific powers versus on camera. It's hard to do invisibility on camera without just being silly sight gags. It's hard to do super strength right next to super stretchy because super stretchy also has to have silly sight gags. Like, hey, I'm going to reach over there and flush the toilet kind of thing. They always do that silly stuff. They never they never make it serious. And Interesting. Even in the comic books, I mean, a lot of, 
a lot of Mr. Fantastic's powers are I turn into a rubber ball or I turn into a trampoline. The story has to be built around what he can do to make it useful. Right. I don't know. I think, oddly, Pixar did a better job with the Impossibles. So could we make it an animated thing instead of a live action? I'd be down with that. Good Um, voice acting and a good script. I'll watch a cartoon all day long. Speaking about live action, because I didn't want to put this in there. Uh... Ray Thomas was scheduled to direct the uh, live-action Robotech movie. Uh, I was so excited for this project, so I found out that Thomas got involved, and he was the guy that did Hawkeye. Oh, sorry. So, (laughs) I hopes have been cut (laughs) a bit in half now because of that. I really wanted to see a good uh, live-action Robotech. Most of the problem why they haven't come out with it, and like, 40-something years. Oh, long, long, It's the time. licensing deal with anime studios and all that kind of stuff and, and the difficulty with Japan's copyright laws and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they finally cleared all those hurdles last year around April, but, eh, you know, I don't know. Let's let's hope I, that... I'm looking forward to it whenever it manages to come out. Comets can do something with it and do it a little better in Hawkeye because I'm... I'm gonna I'm not gonna, as excited as I was. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go become immortal just so I can make sure I actually see it. All right. Uh, Space Force is canceled after season two. Isn't that disappointing? Netflix that it seems show. to be cutting back on all fronts, and I'm wondering if this spells the demise of Netflix. Well, they just lost what two hundred thousand users or uh, more, distinct users, as they put it, which means that's two hundred thousand canceled subscriptions, so six hundred thousand actual eyeballs. Yeah, and the uh, or more because you know those the sharing the well, accounts the, the, and all that kind that's of why stuff. Why six hundred thousand? Yeah, the uh, I loved Space Force though. I I really didn't think I was gonna like it. I watched that first episode and I'm like, all right, episode two, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. I'm not a big fan of Steve Carroll's comedy. Carroll, yeah, he, he but he's not very the... much, and he doesn't do too much of it in like his typical comedy in this. I, I'll give you that. I'm just, I've been on the fence with it. I only got halfway through season one. It's its the deadpan of Lisa Kudrow, who I never have been a fan of before, like Friends, which I'm pretty sure that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. I was never a fan of Phoebe. Right. But her deadpan in, in that show is just, it makes me giggle. And the, the uh, John Malkovich, is John Malkovich plays the, the professor? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Uh, just awesome. Just awesome. Uh, I I agree. Uh, Steve Carell is not my favorite. Yeah, no. He, I got to get ahead of looking at the screen. Oh, too. Sorry. Me too. There we go. Look at I'm looking at the screen. Yeah, I'm looking at you now on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Steve Carell's never been my favorite because he relies too much on his face for funny. Right. It's kind of like Jim Carrey relies on his face for funny and physical comedy, which has its place. Right. Has, like especially The Mask. Love that movie. But I think Steve Carell just doesn't pull it off as well as Jim Carrey used to. I'm with you. I don't think he does pull it off as well. All right. Uh, John Stamos to voice Tony Stark slash Iron Man in Disney Junior's new cartoon, Marvel Spidey and His Amazing Friends. All right. I can see that. He's, 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 he sounds a little bit like, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. and has, has that gravitas, I guess it would be. All right. Or, uh, I mean, it was just 
I was stretching for some news this week because there isn't a whole one out there. Uh, the loss of all the Netflix shows is that's pretty. That's pretty newsworthy. That's they, they, I, I looked at that list and they cut some good stuff. Yeah, they've cut a lot of good stuff recently, and it's it's just boggling my mind. And the final thing, and this leads us into kind of our thing on here, Star Wars games have gone on sale this week. You can get them at huge discounts this week through a lot of different vendors. Um, there was a combo pack for 40 bucks. You can get um, the Star Wars uh, Rebel Squadron, Battlefront 2, and something else like 40 bucks. Oh, Jedi, Fallen Order. Yeah, uh, Battlefront 2 you can get for like a dollar. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Uh, that didn't go well. I liked Battlefront 2, sort of. It was all right, but it was only just all right. It got, yeah. It got, you got, you dropped a lot of frame rate because they were trying to push too much stuff. It was all right. Uh, the Jedi Fallen Order is the Dark Souls of Star Wars, and it makes me want to beat my head against a wall. Um, yeah, I played through the demo on it, and I decided it was going to be fairly difficult, and I just didn't want to keep repeating oh, sections difficult, over difficult and over again. is an understatement. There is a over section. Over and over again. I, I love Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried Elden Ring yet because I haven't, got, I haven't gotten rid of that, 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 that hate and discontent in my tummy. The, uh, but there's a section in Fallen Order where you have to climb across a wall, yep. hop up, and then kill a Rancor who shouldn't even be there. And it's yep. just brutal. It is. It, it took was. me probably 20 times to get it. And by the time I was done, I finally finished it. I'm like, all right, controller, you go over there so you don't go over there in a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> but have you tried the uh, the complete uh, the Star Wars, or the Skywalker Saga or whatever they're called? I haven't yet. Yeah, I only bought Tiny Tiny Tiny, tiny Tina's. Yes. Wonderland. Um, it was a choice between that or... Star oh, Wars. We did discuss this, didn't yeah, we? we did discuss oh, this. My Alzheimer's just gets worse. Outside of, I don't think we discussed it on the podcast, but uh, uh, I'm having a great time with it. The it's high reviews. I mean, a lot of people are downloading. It's one of the highest downloaded games. I mean, I talked about it in my news for last uh, episode. So, you know, I'm excited to get it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. I think the only, the, my only real complaint about it. It's really not even a complaint. Is I've played like the Phantom Menace and all that, and the original Traveler's Tale Star Wars games right. a couple of years ago when they came out. So when I hop into this new one, I'm like, well, this story should be just as long, and it just can't be. That just it's just not reasonable to no, expect them to do that. Then I get a little disappointed that it's kind of short in that one section, and then the next section, and each each one of the each one of them's not twenty hours long like the originals were. Right, and I understand that. Mentally, but emotionally, I'm like, oh, well, you could have been a little longer. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so our uh, episode this week is going to be based on May the 4th. So, May 4th be with you. May 4th be with you. Are you going to put a little graphic up in the back for that? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you totally got to. I, I'll put something up. May I'll the 4th be with you. Uh, Obi Wan walks across, Yoda shuffling, and then pinballs all over the place. Right oh, the so, we were going to discuss debatable topics on Star Wars this week. For instance, who shot first, Han Solo or Guido? Guido. Guido. You're going to want to edit that out? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Guido. <laughs> Guido I, I is a derogatory I, Italian term. 
damn it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going to edit it out. We'll just leave that in there, but that's there. That's awesome. <laughs> so who do you think? Who do you think it was? Do you think it was Han or Grillo, or do you even care? I really mm, got to do something about this dyslexia that's in my speech center, but it's okay. Uh... I think it was Han that shot first. Who do you want to have shot first? Gui- or Greedo. <laughs> I think Han shot first, and I want Han to have shot first. Why? Because his is a hero arc that is, I was bad, now I'm good. So you got to have a start point of bad, right? Okay. I mean, okay. you got to show the redemption. And if there's nothing to redeem other than, oh, I smuggled some stuff, that... But I shot this dude in semi-cold blood. I mean, I was pretty sure he was going to shoot me. But it's still basically cold blood. And then he gets that huge redemption story all the way across to the point... Spoilers if you haven't seen the movies. I don't know why you're watching if you haven't. Where his own son, he throws... Well, I think he threw himself on the saber. I think he actually ignited the saber himself, not not uh, Kylo. But that's a different, that's a different one. Uh, and that, I mean that that arc is complete at that point, from the maximum evil to the maximum good. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think he actually did uh, do the saber himself uh, for that show. It went right along with the story. I, I think it did. I, I think he was like, "This is my son. There's only one way to redeem him: to show him that the world does care about him." Right. Right. Which I mean, try not to raise a little hipster next time. Uh, so, the next topic we can talk about quickly is Star Wars or Star Trek. I'm trying Ooh, to pull up my, oh, that's uh, a tough one. My, uh, that is a tough one. I love the ideal of well, Star Trek. Pick one and I will, I'll be the opposite one. Okay. Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go with Star Trek then. Oh, you're gonna make me defend Star Wars. I thought it was gonna go the other way. <laughs> you said pick. I'd have gone the other way. All right. Uh, so, why is Star Trek better than Star Wars? Uh, because again, I, I I like that utopian feel that that we are a group of a federation, some might say, right. of planets who have everyone's best interests at heart. But the reality is, we're still pretty sneaky and evil in the background, making sure everything works for the good of the people. Really, I don't. I don't. I didn't see that in most of the original Star Trek. I think the newer Star Trek adds some of that in there. And the original Trek, unlike the original Star Wars, I thought it was just too utopian. There wasn't enough realism. There wasn't enough live body decision making going on. Unlike Star Wars, which is a complete story, I agree. has all those elements in there. It's not taken away from the human factors it's not taken away from um basically people being people yeah the humanity and i I think i think that's what you're you're, yeah you're going for and that's why i think it's kind of like batman so you got the 60s batman Uh uh-huh uh and then they darkened it up and we're not gonna go back over the lighting they they darkened it up (laughs) throughout the years to the point where it's at now where there is i think I think the Batman, whichever one it was, with Bane in it, uh, though not my favorite Batman movie, was probably the closest the closest to a human story that there was. 
All right. Uh, Bane climbed out of out of the, the cesspool, the pit, literally and phys- physically, uh, to raise himself up. And again, it's kind of like the Han thing. You got to have that level of bad to good, but in his case, it's good to bad. Right. Uh, and I think that's what they did with uh, Star Trek with these new series. Not 100% sure I really like them so much. Uh, I'm still an Enterprise I, guy, but... I think some of that was they're, they're being too gritty and too... Too far too fast. Yes. Too yes. far too fast. you got to ease me in. You're going to pour grit in my underwear, start off with some sugar, then move to the sand. That is a military joke for anyone who is in the Navy or the Marines. They will totally understand that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, so now you got to defend Star Wars better. Uh, well, like I said, on top of that humanity thing, I think Star Wars did a much better job of storytelling overall. Like they, they have a beginning point, they have a middle point, and they have an end point in the end of their their each segment. Unlike each episode in Star Wars, which eh, kind of glosses over certain things. Well, Star Trek definitely has that that, Star serial, Trek that, that serialized nature. But that, I mean, they're doing series versus movies. Right. Because, I mean, let's face it, every other movie in Star Trek is absolute garbage. Space Wheels. I Sorry. like Space Wheels. I like Four. <laughs> Everyone shits on Four. I like Four. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised you took the... the uh, I love Khan. Star Trek. Um, Khan was my favorite bad guy for that. Mm. But that may be just because I watched Fantasy Island as a kid. All right. All right. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban was my favorite. Uh, and those are his real abs. I had no idea those were his real abs. My friend, my, uh, uh, my friend Catherine actually has a pair of genuine Spock ears from nice. the TV show. Nice. Uh, and she goes, she's gone to a lot of uh, Star Trek conventions. And... I had no idea that those were real abs. I mean, you look at them, they look rubber. But apparently, that's his real body. Way to go, because he was like 60-something when he did that yeah. movie. And it's a lot of work to get to that point in time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't do the same Buddha rub. But uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think that... Star Wars also did a little bit better with their sci-fi trap than Star Trek did. Really? Okay. I, I think that hyperspace is a little bit more realistic than uh, warp drive. The hyperspace is literally, and I just looked this up, I'm not going to claim that I knew this before an hour ago today, that hyperspace is moving to a second dimension, or fifth dimension, or Correct. twelfth dimension, or whatever, and for some reason that space is closer together? Yes. Versus folding space and moving through, uh, well, creating a warp bubble and moving through space because on space a wave squishes. type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as hard science goes, I don't know which one would be closer. Uh, they, you know, multiple uh, universe theory is uh, well, the multiverse theory. These Marvel's words is a theory that is plausible. I guess I'm not a physicist. It's plausible. They've, they've more or less defined at least 11 dimensions, um, and the mass supports 11 dimensions. And the 12th dimension is where I get my, get my uh, correct size shorts at, uh, you know, the big and tall shop. Okay. <laughs> um, Can't make jokes about other people. You don't make jokes about yourself. 
All right. Um, but Star Wars might have done a little bit of something wrong with hyperspace. Okay. When it comes to real science. So, uh, unlike the Star Trek where you have that red shifting and all that kind of stuff, the stars with hyperspace, it kind of did star streaks, right? Yeah. But real science behind it would create a what they call a um, a glow. What was the article I was reading here not too long ago? On my computer, give me a second. Click on it if I can find my mouse. Where did my mouse go? No, I'm gonna say the obvious. It's in your hand, but I don't know where the mouse pointer went. There it is. Uh, where was this one here? I know it's just. Uh... Are the viewers viewing what you got up right now? No, the viewers won't be viewing what I got up right now. But I can add a quick screenshot on there to see that. Because I'd have to record from my computer as well. I might be able to add a feed in. Let me uh, check something real quick. Can I add another feed in? No, not with Logitech. It only has the two feeds. Uh, oh, I get it now. Oh, what was I talking about? For a guy who's built computers for almost 30 years, not catching the LOGI on the cameras and the, and the app, Logitech. I was like, Logie. Never heard of Logie. <laughs> it's a good uh, thing I'm pretty, because I sure tell ain't smart. Right? They called it a subspace glow instead of uh, actual star streaks, and I'm now trying to find the print well, article again, and I can't find what it. What I find interesting is in hyperspace technology, according to Canon, they didn't actually, the original Galactic Republic didn't know much about it, even though they used it, which is not uncommon. Correct. Uh but they had to have faster than light travel first. Because you have to hit faster than light travel before you can enter hyperspace. I had no idea that that's how they did it. Again, an hour ago I looked it up. <laughs> Say that again. I mean, like... Yeah. Uh, I used the amazingly great uh, website, Wikipedia. Right. <laughs> uh, I joke. It, it is a really good website. Uh, I just love the name. I mean, that's the best name for a website. Uh so in order to enter into hyperspace, you have to hit faster than light first. But they don't say how much into faster than light. Like do you and how go, do you hit faster than light? Uh, really fast. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hey. Uh, Thank they you, didn't sir. say. Uh, they said that you had to be equipped with a... Uh, basically an FLT drive first, and then you had to have the hyperdrive attached to that... And then you could eject the hyperdrive if something went wrong and you'd fall out of hyperspace. But you'd still be at FTL. Presumably. But that that comes into one of my questions on here. Uh, so, Kyle Hill, or you, you know Kyle Hills, right? Uh, he used to do... Uh, really? He does the facility now. Okay. He's a science communicator. Okay. Uh, pretty big name. Fantastic hair. There you go, Kyle. Just for you. We've never met. We don't know each other. Dave has got fantastic hair today. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. The homeless hair. It's been a long day. The uh, So he did the math, and basically something a couple of particles of mass size. Right. So let's take hydrogen. It's mass. Moving at light speed would cause a detonation that would tear a starship into a gazillion little tiny, tiny, tiny pieces, let alone when they rammed the... Uh, the Radis into the supremacy where it was like, oh, we'll just break it. No, it, 
But that comes to my first one. Okay. If does hyperspace have an atmosphere? Interesting. I would generally say no. Like, here's my reasoning for that. So for those of us that screamed bloody murder about why does your starship need more fuel to go at the same speed in space, basically a vacuum, no resistance, running out of fuel shouldn't matter. It should just keep going at the same speed. Uh, and we're running out of fuel. We're slowing down. Why are you slowing down? We don't know. But they're in hyperspace at that point. Okay. So the only now in our space, in real space, I don't know how it would work in hyperspace. But as far as like Star Trek does in real space, when you collapse that warp bubble because you have no more power right, to do it, but you also have that inertia's got to go somewhere, right? So you end up pancaking if you don't slowly reverse exactly. the, the warp on it. So if you start running out of power or running out of juice, you have to slow down. Depending on what year. Quite a lot of times the warp bubble has collapsed and they're like, oh, we just fell out and here we stopped. But for the ship to slow down, are they trying to say in the movie at that point that if they run out of fuel, they'll drop out of hyperspace, which is what they really should have said? Because according to canon, if you lose your hyperdrive for whatever reason, you drop out of hyperspace into real space. And then you'd be going at It would all depend upon how hyperspace would work. Now, our... And then again, that has to do with the atmosphere and hyperspace. If, is there an atmosphere? Is, is it necessary to have us have atmosphere and hyperspace? Well, Are we even going to notice time passing in hyperspace, even though we're crossing this, this uh, distance? Well, that's, that's kind of the question. If everything in hyperspace is just a mass shadow, as they, they refer to it as, okay. so an asteroid in real space has mass, speed, well, mass, velocity, all that kind of good stuff, gravity, and then you have a shadow in hyperspace where it still has mass, right? which is why you need a hyperspace lane, because the hyperspace lane is just how do we wiggle in between all these mass shadows, Uh does that mean that they're, I mean, what causes, if they ran out of fuel and they didn't drop out of hyperspace, what would cause them to slow down? Would it be the gravity on the asteroid next to it pulling it? Or, I don't know. Uh, I think it was something in the, something that the writers came up with and didn't pass that to the science guys first. But it did leave a good debate for everybody else. It definitely does. Um I could see it working a couple of different ways there. I could see, again, you lose power, so therefore you drop out of the hyperspace, right? And, and again, that's what I think and they should have said. Slow, slow you down. Um, I'm with you. I think you would either drop out of hyperspace or, again, you have that same thing as the um, warp drive. You have to have something to protect yourself so you can breathe in hyperspace. If you don't have a hyperspace bubble around you, uh, within a bubble, within a bubble type of thing, you could die or splat or have that inertia well, effects take over. I, th I think inertia is the biggest problem. I mean, you're moving at, you know, two times the speed of light and then all of a sudden you're not. Yeah. And the other thing is, is if something's moving faster than light, um, the predictions go that subatomically they'll heat up. Okay. Regardless. Um, from the article I was reading this morning that I can't freaking find, and hopefully I'll find for you guys to, to pop onto the the uh, show later on for you um and that heat may end up being a problem right now because they were trying to do 
uh, experiments with stuff traveling faster than light somehow and making it heat up and absorb or looking at the reaction after it traveled faster than light type thing that we're trying to force it into happening. Uh, it sounded very interesting. I just didn't know how they were going about it. it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I failed physics twice. <laughs> uh, I partied my way out of Clemson for engineering, so I, I feel you there. Um, yeah, it just did not It didn't make sense to me. I was trying to figure it out. I, I get how basically in the – while you're traveling faster than light, the particles heat up because of just random interactions with another particle. At that speed. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's more likely so to like happen. Yeah, it's more likely to happen while you're going at those speeds. Um, to have it happen at a normal time where we can observe it, they were talking about a time scale larger than the um, length of the universe, the time scale of the, since the creation of the universe. Uh, longer than that, by like fourfold. <laughs> to see it just naturally happen once. Um, so it's like waiting in line at the DMV. Yeah, it's definitely like waiting in line at the DMV. So <laughs> I I just, I like I said, I didn't really fully understand the article all the way. And like I said, hopefully I'll find it and I'll pull up up, up for you guys. Pop it up on the in screen defense here. of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> you, you know, I plan to go the other way around with this one. That hey. was not as prepared to defend Star Wars. <laughs> so that is one of the things I do like about the hard science, or well, science uh, in science fiction in Star Trek is they physically have a deflector dish. Yes. A, a device to project a energy field forward of the ship in order to keep micrometeorites from just ripping through at light speed and semi-light you know, speed at, at anything at high high yeah. speed. Like, hey, what happened to Data? I don't know. He's got this weird hole through him and he's twitching on the wall back there. Oh, someone didn't turn a deflector dish on. Oh, that'd be a tough job. Didn't it fail on one of the ships and they still had went into the faster than light travel or something oh, like sure. that at they, one point in time? I mean, all these shows never actually adhere to their own their canon. Own canon, yeah. Um, so the next uh, Star Wars debatable thing, um, uh, chlorines. All yeah, that's right on mine. Except mine came out midi Florians. <laughs> For or against? I liked initially when they did it, and I was initially starting with, with episode one, and I was trying to give it a shot. I'm like, all right, I can see that. It has something to do with the medi, our medi, mitochondrite in our body, you know, the, the organelle that nobody fully understands how it works in your cells or anything else like that, where, where it actually came from. It was like our cells had decided to eat another cell and it still survives inside of ourselves somehow type of thing. Um, and that's basically how the science figures out. And it's really the energy house of the entire body. Um, could it have another possible use? I like the concept of they took something that is basically universal. Right. The uh, And that's the only cell that's passed through an entire chain. So from mom to kid, down, Plant, all, all the dead cells can just go away. They don't really care about bacteria. that. Yep. Uh, and I I wanted to hold on to that because 
uh, instead of space wizards, then they were space science. Because instead of being just magic powers, it was I was in tune. With think of it like being in natural water. Yeah, think of it universe. like being water. If I push my hand this way, that water in front of me pushes across, and I could move those books if I push the column of water nice and hard. Right. And and that would or a explain. column of air, like you yeah. get in anime and all kinds of stuff. So it it in then those midi chlorians are just super super tiny, and they fill up the entirety of the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that makes sense. And so if uh, that stormtrooper over there manages to make that one shot in a million where they're actually gonna hit something other than the dirt. Uh, I could then feel that column of midi chlorians pushing out of the way as that blaster bolt comes, so I know where it's coming, so I can block it with my saber. No longer space wizards. All right. Now just a natural thing. But where'd midi chlorians go all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, they they really kind of dropped out of. Trying to use that as the basis to describe stuff. I did. Um, I think because the science behind it kind of went, yeah, like that's no way it would work. I did read an interesting article about why Luke doesn't jump like Anakin. Why all those, all the, all the current, we'll say, uh, from A New Hope onto, uh, well, to the Skywalker uh, uh, series there why they didn't do fancy flips and jumps and all that. And it was because they lost all that information and there was no one to teach, no one to spread it out. How do I do this? Well, you got to tap in the force. I mean, after Order 66 and they killed all the yes. kids, there's nobody else who spread it around. Right. Uh, and then but eventually... Didn't Luke learn from Yoda? Uh, well, did you see Yoda jumping around at that point? He was too old. He still jumped around. That's how he got on top of Luke's shoulders or on top of his head. uh, 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 No, he did some jumping too. But there wasn't very much. No, there wasn't. It was nothing like uh, Qui-Gon and Anakin. Or Qui-Gon and... uh, Oh, yeah, Qui-Gon and Anakin. Or no, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, sorry. Obi-Wan, yeah. And then Obi-Wan and Anakin. There was nothing like that until you come all the way back up to the last two movies. Okay. And... Uh, I think that's because at that point, Luke had set up a school and had time to read the holocrons and had time to read the books, had time to start teaching. (sighs) Then again, the bad addition to the Book of Boba Fett or whatever they added in on there. Yeah, all right. Uh, Yeah, not a a huge fan of the Boba Fett one. Gotta say, I love the last three episodes, but that's because they were basically... All about, uh, sorry, it's my glasses. That's fine. Uh, that's a, they were all they weren't about Boba Fett at that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, I really, really, really wanted to love that show. I did, and it just it wasn't. I there think for me. Disney took it and made it to Disney. I really do. I think it's like the Han Solo who shot first thing. Uh, again, that arc of going from good to or evil to good is just not there. It's gone it's from not. evil to lukewarm. Yeah, it's not. He's nothing but tepid bathwater. All right. The most, uh, the next thing that most people like to debate is Ewoks, and basically how they would actually survive, and how could they be so smart and communicate and all that kind of stuff in those little furry teddy bear bodies. My real question is, what does one taste like? <laughs> Ote. <laughs> um, well, they're carnivores. They are. Uh, 
they're furry, uh, that sounds to me like a tasty animal. Could be, could be. I mean, I'm sure there's I mean, a lot they of obviously thought them. that friggin' uh, C-3PO was a tasty animal for them to eat initially, so I don't think they're the smartest things out there. Well, I don't think they're any less high-functioning than a Jawa. I think I think a, a Jawa and a Ewok are probably on the same level, except they don't have, so they didn't have the technology to start. So Jawas have been building on technology that they've been finding over already. And over. Yeah, and, and then Ewoks just didn't have that 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 Basis. plateau to start on and build off of. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I'm guessing you know. I mean, they good. were limited to a forest moon on Endor, so. Good possibility. Uh, as a character in the story, absolutely hated them. You hated them? Hated them. Too cuddly. I didn't too, they they too tried much. to make them too fun and too funny. And <laughs> what, what they were going for was sympathetic. What they got was comic sideshow. But I love the comic sideshow and the Christmas special or whatever Star oh, okay. Wars did at the time. That, that, the Christmas special is a total different animal. But if you're saying you love the comic sideshow, we know where you stand on Jar Jar Stinks. Uh, no, I don't like Jar Jar at all. But that's what Jar Jar was, was comic. Was I comic. know he was. It doesn't mean that I like him when it's way over the top. I don't think the Ewoks were way over the top. Fuzzy teddy bears? I don't think they were way over the top. Oh. No, it's not. That's, no, no. I don't think so. All right, what about uh, Stormtroopers? You already mentioned their accuracy thing. You really think that an Empire would keep them around if they were all that bad of a shot? I'm going to say one word, Russia. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> oh. so, so a giant, let's say not so nice nation with a very large military. <laughs> Turns out that their military completely sucks. Can't hit anything. Uh, a bunch of rebels can keep them off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always hard to defeat a, a group on their home turf. You know, always, 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 and especially when you start moving into straight guerrilla warfare. But I think if we're gonna go ahead and look at that apples to apples, oh. you could just toss stormtroopers in Russian Russian uniforms, and I think you got it. Uh, I did read a couple of different things about uh, people's theories about why stormtroopers are so bad, and if you look at how in the end they started stealing kids to turn them into troops, and the stormtroopers were better. Okay. I think it's because they're conscripting people into armies, like Russia. And they didn't need to conscript them into armies. They mass-produced them. That's what the Clone Wars after, are all about. After the clones. Okay. After the clones. Uh, I think, I don't know why the clones were so, I mean, once Order 66, 66? Yes. Yeah, 66. Once or, or Order 66, and it stripped their, uh, I don't want to say cognitive functions, I want to say their personalities, their, their free will. Uh, I mean, it's conceivable that at that point that took something out of them. We're like, oh, I have to shoot that guy. Okay. Pew, pew. Versus as a clone trooper where they had free will-ish and a desire to help. I mean, if you watch the Clone Wars, you see where they were, you know, very, we want to help these people. Things are bad for these people. Right. But once you flip them to the other side... Does that does that does that instantaneous mindset change 
of we're on this side to now we're on this side, where we used to have an ideal and now we are the antithesis of that ideal, does that make us want to shoot and hit? I, I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at Guido and I can't believe it. <laughs> But anyway, My I, I, I just did it naturally too. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> God, I hate myself. Oh. All right. um, That's why I wonder why every stormtrooper's armor wasn't like Phasma's. I mean, the whole point the of the shiny silver yeah, reflective. Uh, so a laser would shoot up, bounce off of it. Yeah. Uh, a blaster is supposed to be a, basically a plasma bolt. Right. So it's not exactly like a laser, but. It's super shiny chrome energy. would that, well, yeah, yeah. super shiny chrome would still dissipate that better than I mean they and have allow shiny it to armor. redirect it and, and bounce it better yeah. than and the, the plastics would. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ceramics. I don't know why they chose that. But uh, I mean there's, cost. A, there's some really good art. Cost was one of them. Cost was, was I'm sure really cost was one of them. I mean when you're busy building a Death Star. <laughs> oh yeah. And and then mighty pricey. Yeah, and then you already mentioned that the one episode too about if it actually fired, how it probably liquefy everybody inside. Oh yeah, oh that was another Kyle Hill one actually. Uh, Thing. Th- that's yeah. where the information came from. Well, uh, I was getting a lot of shout out today. He definitely is. No free shout out, so you know. Throw some of that. Throw some of that sponsorship money this way, right? right. <laughs> what about the viewing order of the Star Wars movies? That seems to be the biggest. Oh. Now, see, I am of the bend where you start at the beginning. And you finish at the end. You don't start in the middle. Go back and forth. So for me... But I started in the middle. And that's the problem. And it drives me nuts. I, when I decide that I'm going to watch Star Wars, I start at The Phantom Menace and I work my way through. Ugh. I know. I know. It's, it Ugh. is brutally painful sometimes. But that's just the way I'm built. I get it. I get it. I, I generally don't even re-watch those first three episodes of the most part. When I feel like Star Wars, I just watch the... Four, I'm five, and six. And I watch them four, five, yeah, and six. They should be. I, I don't mind Revenge of the Sith. I, I, I like, and really I just like to watch Mace Windu die. Because Pimp Jedi, I'm, I'm all right with that. I do have two purple lightsabers, but whatever. The, uh, <laughs> uh, and apparently Mace Windu may be coming back. Uh, he might be, yeah. The... I like to see that fast transition where you can almost see Anakin make that unconscious decision where, eh, screw it. And and they start doing the dark circles under the eyes and he gets right. more intense and it just becomes a better character at that point. Right, right. And it's like in that last two thirds of the movie and then the final fight, uh, that's one of my favorite final fights. Uh, uh, who played Obi-Wan? What was his name? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, thank you. Uh, I think Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I think Ewan McGregor does such a good job in that final fight. The emotion comes out of him really well. Of you were you were like my kid. You were you're my brother. Right. Don't make me do this. And Anakin's like, I'm like your bratty brother. <laughs> yeah. So if I do watch the other ones, I usually do one, then three, then four, five, and six. I almost never will watch two. Oh yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I, I, I get why there's a love story in it, because it makes them more human, and it hopefully makes your girlfriend go to the movie stuff, with right. you. Uh, gives you an but excuse. Nine-year-old hitting on a fourteen-year-old. 
Yeah, a little bit. The but fourteen-year-old hitting on the nine-year-old is a little creepier. Right. It's okay, Annie. Come right. get a big old mom. Oh, geez. Uh, I had to take the. Did you kids do any uh, Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts? Yes. So, so you yeah, have done the, the uh, yeah, the yeah safety. Now I can't stop stuff. seeing like oh that's grooming. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Watch the movie and think grooming while you're watching, and you're like, no, please, wow, don't. I'm a dollar. That's please terrible. Please don't, because that's just gonna ruin the movie even further for you. Um, all right, we have that one. Uh, let's see. Parsecs. What's the actual length of a parsec? Oh my god, I feel like I just took an SAT test. Uh, I don't know what the actual length of a parsec is. There is a determination of what, what the length of a parsec is. Right. And I have heard a absolutely fantastic reason why uh, Han made the Kessel run and they did it in parsecs, not time. Okay. Uh, it was really good. I wish I could remember it verbatim. But basically, he had to cut distance off in order to shorten time, and no one else could figure out how to cut distance off because, again, space lanes, uh, because of the mass shadows in, in the, uh, in the their whatever hyperspace dimension number is. All right, so you're saying that he found a way to short-circuit the distance. Yes. So it would be like saying, hey, I went from Buffalo to Niagara Falls in 30 miles. And he's like, 30 miles? I did it in 22. And you're like, well, how did you do that? Because a straight line is less than that. And he's right. like, because I got the Millennium Falcon. Interesting. Interesting. That's a good It's a good article. It is a very good article. I would think, yeah, I would think that uh, known space lanes would play into that. And the fact that he could brag about it because he created his own space lane and took the chance of yeah, running but, smack dab into this mass shadow. And uh, the majority of the times he's going to have that conversation is with other smugglers, other ast- uh, astrogators, and other people who are pilots. Right. So when, and they would know what yeah. they're talking about and how that distance actually matters. It's like going from Buffalo to, let's go to something more realistic in Tampa and doing it instead of 23 hours like Google tells you it's supposed to take, you do it in 18. Yeah. You know. That's good, that's good haul out to Tampa in 18. It's, four, it's fourteen just to get to just to get to Florida. I I know. Oh, I've driven that too many times. I've I've done it too. But I've done it in eighteen somehow. All right, I got I got a controversial <laughs> one for you. Ooh, our droid slaves. Ooh. Ooh. So that goes into how artificially intelligent are they? Are they self aware? Uh, most of the droids I would say in Star Wars are slaves because they are self aware. Yeah, well, something like a gonk droid, the little box that keeps whoop, 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 walking right. around. I'm not sure about that, but when you got like a protocol droid, something like that, is it self-aware? Does it does it does it hit all the right buttons for self-aware? That is something that would be debatable. I mean, um, that's that's where I would draw the line. Enough is it self-aware to know that its programming limits its function? For, and limits its choices. Well, I mean, if we look and in which case, if it is limited and its choices are limited, then therefore they are slaves. There you go. Uh, like uh, our uh, C-3PO is very cognizant of his mortality. Yes, he is. Uh, self-preservation is a huge thing in, in intelligence. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't seem to have any goals or ambitions, but then again, neither does my 16-year-old. So, And, I mean, technically he's self-aware. 
I would I would argue that C-3PO could be considered a slave. He even it says that he's a slave. Well, and when then, he's part of Jabba the Hutt's routine and stuff. Yeah. And the thing that kind of fell out of fashion that they don't mention anymore really is the restraining bolts. Yes. In order to keep them from going off and doing their own thing, thing they would put a restraining bolt, bolt on them. Right. I mean that that clearly is a slave collar. It absolutely is. So, but that is a difficult subject for people to handle nowadays. I would say so. But it moves into my next one because oh. jumping the shark on that. Ooh, what's your next one? Why did Admiral Admiral Holdo feel the need to stay on the bridge instead of just have a droid pilot the uh, the Radis into the, the supremacy? Well, let's say that the she's not force sensitive. Rebels, on a whole. Treat AI the same way that, you know, you would treat a human being. Would you force another human being into that position, or would you, as the leader, take that position yourself? And as a person whose job used to be fixing autopilots for aircraft, you're telling me that in a galaxy far, far away, a time long, long ago, they didn't have autopilot? She couldn't, like... I watched MacGyver stick a stick to the gas pedal and tie it to the steering wheel a hundred times. How did that not work? Well, he did it on a plane, too, I think, at one point in time and had the plane automatically fly off at Uh, one uh, point in time. Little prop job. (sighs) I think it was in his first episode. Uh, Let's see. First episode was he went down down the rapids in a coffin in the first episode. I think there was an airplane involved after that, though. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I think it, 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 yeah. Oh, he strapped a belt to the stick in the seat. That's what That's it was. what he did. You're I told right. you. He, he set it up to do it all on its own. <laughs> Nerds. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I, I don't see that the, I don't, I don't see that the Rebellion really treated droids any better. Super better than, because I think it, 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 it's just a cultural bias at that point. And and humanity as a whole is pretty racist in Star Wars. Well, humanity as a whole is pretty racist here. Yes, I, I guess I mean, so would be better. That goes yeah. back towards. Um, I mean, the same thing is um, human beings are going to be human beings, and Star Wars did it a lot better than Star Trek. I'm with you that Star Trek tried to project we can be better than ourselves, and this is how we should be doing it. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I think Star Wars tells a better story because they don't take those things. They don't. Do they things. don't edit out that we are just crappy. <laughs> yeah, they just really don't. Star Trek turned. I, I think what Star Trek tried to do more was to take different alien races and show different cultures that we have now. So Klingons were obviously well now, I guess, more than back in in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Klingons are more xenophobic now. Klingons are more, uh, I don't want to say holier than thou, because, I mean, I guess, yeah, because Kalos is, is, a, is, a, is a god to them. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, they're more of the xenophobe warrior redneck. Right. Uh, the uh, Ferengi are clearly the classic... Stereotype of Jewish people, the uh, it is. Uh, I I don't want to go with that, but that's clearly what they're trying to portray. Uh, the Cardassians are more of a Eastern Bloc, Middle Eastern uh, kind of group. 
Uh, and that's not necessarily. Uh, I don't want to do this. I and I think they they did it on purpose. They took those segments of humanity out and personified them and emboldened their biggins them to slap you in the face with and go, hey, we're trying to be subtle and we're trying not to be subtle all at the same time. I don't think it was something that was like, hey, let's be racist today. And I think it was more of a, hey, this is there, this exists, and we're fighting ourselves as the Federation, humanity, against these other factions, these other pieces of our psyche, these other pieces of ourselves, and we're going to make it to the point where we literally slap you in the face with it so you see it. So you gotta you gotta you gotta exaggerate when you do things like that. Okay, I, I I get that somewhat. So, um, oh, oh oh oh, so many jokes. Oh, so many jokes. Just for the public, uh, the, the monitor just flashed. You may be having performance issues. <laughs> oh God, I hope this doesn't affect my recording here on here. So that's that's beautiful. Yeah, and now it's pausing. Uh, uh, I think my whole computer just paused. Absolutely everything froze. Well, when you get the opportunity, you should open up that disk space remaining section down on the bottom. Disk space remaining where? Down underneath the time counter next to actual rate. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, open it up right there. I can't see it here. No, you got to. Why did it go away? There it is. Oh, you got plenty of disk space remaining. I absolutely have plenty of disk space remaining. So their disk space just said 252 hours. So it has nothing to do with that. It may have to do with the fact that... Give you temperature. Temperature or something else down here is, is affecting the performance of my computer. So you'll see a little bit of a lag under there. Um, speaking about performance and uh, anxiety, what do you think about Luke and Leia's love story? I see both sides of this. Yeah? Dude has a feeling for a chick. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to say chick. And he's like, wow, I really have this strong feeling for her. But it's confused, A, because he's young. Right. He's only, what, 17 or something like that? 17, 18, somewhere around in there. Uh, He isn't exactly, you know, got a lot of experience with the ladies being living in the desert. In the middle of nowhere, only aunt and uncle there. And I think, what? Two other humans on the whole in the whole town. The uh so he's confused, he doesn't know what that feeling is. It turns out it's a familial, hey, that's my sister. But he doesn't know how to process that because he's so young. On the other hand, dude, it's creepy, you're you're, you're macking on your sister. <laughs> uh still one of the largest debates. Did he know, did he not know at that point in time? Well, I don't he yeah, and the argument is people are like, well, he's got the force. He knows who she is. He goes, no, he knows she has feelings for him and he has feelings for her, but they don't know what those feelings are. She should have known. Ahead of time? Be- well, because she, she uh, well, she knew she w- who she was, kind of. Right. Uh, she had memories of her mom, although why Annie, why Annie, or uh, why Luke didn't is interesting and why she did i mean she had she was as forces well as luke, luke so. was supposedly taken from her mom at a younger age oh, i thought they split was. at the same time is that is that not i don't know uh, i i the way thought that was the way it went that's the way i kind of remember the story being told but i i don't know for sure i'm not like a big lure well, hold on. person because he the, went with his he, uncle i think in a longer age she stayed with her mom 
Well, yeah, but Amidala died. Amidala died in childbirth, didn't she? To who? To Anakin and Leia, to the twins. Oh, really? Then how did she know her mom? Well, that, that's the thing, because she's Force-sensitive. She had memories of, of the mom that she popped out of. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Why does Luke not have it? Because Luke is Force-sensitive. Force-sensitive. But again, that falls into the thing. So Luke is not sensitive, force sensitive to feelings, obviously, because he doesn't remember his mom where Leia is. So she should know. It was Leia's fault. Leia did it. The woman is evil. Oh, I got it. Evil um, in that metal bikini. You may be referring to a picture I have on the, the wall back there. Oh, actually, I didn't even see that. When you said <laughs> that, I looked up. I looked at the Red Dead Redemption one. I'm like, what's he talking about? Oh, she's right there. Yeah, in that bikini. <laughs> Oh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. If only you knew. I'm sure you knew. Um, you may not have known about me, but I'm sure you knew. Do you have anything else I for do. this debate? Because I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, that covered most of my uh, debatable items. Ah! Okay. Two reasonably good ones. Three reasonably good ones. All right, What's good. the time frame? Oh, we hour. got plenty of time. No, okay. that's we got a few minutes in okay. there. Dead time. What's the deal with Chewie not getting the medal? Uh, too tall. Were they con- were they concerned that much like the rest of my family that the 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 rope the rope would just get caught in the chest hair? I mean, what's, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> uh, that it may also be a cultural thing. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is the sash that he wears a cultural thing? It is, but but if they wore something around their neck, maybe that would indicate something else. Because or maybe he is. Again, and it's just buried under the fur. Yeah, maybe. I don't think these questions were asked properly. I don't think so either. That's an interesting one that I haven't really had a chance to think of. Oh, my God. I got like six on here still. Huh? All right. What do you got? Let's go. Uh, why did Vader not recognize C-3PO? That is a great question. Um, the coloring of the, the, the droid did change a little bit. Well, he didn't have skin on him last time he saw him. Right. I mean, so that's one. Uh, but all protocol, dro- protocol droids seem to have a different voice. I assume at some point in time... You have to double up, though. Yeah, I would think so. Do you just go online and be like, all right, I'm going to download this color eyes and this this voice set? I can see how that would happen. Uh, but, I mean... Yeah, that, that's a great question. I And uh, Vader is Force-sensitive, so why didn't he just feel that he had already... Much like feeling out for your lightsaber or something like that. He already knew it was there. Now, is it something like you have to touch it in recent times to get, like, your midichlorians on it? I don't know. That's a great question. What else you got? I got, uh, why didn't Obi-Wan recognize R2 if we're going to go with that vein? Yeah, but the uh, the R2 droids um, were, were all mass-produced. mass-produced, and they were very specific droids for... Specific function initially, and they expanded that range. Other way around, why did R2 not recognize Obi-Wan? Or did he, and he's just a smart little bastard, didn't want to give it away? Uh, again, that's the same thing with R2, is um, limited programming, I believe, in R2. Okay. It's like, um, but I mean, oh, these are all great freaking questions, but I would think it would be limited programming in R2. Um, like, if he, a lot of times you had to. Query R2 to get a response. If you didn't specifically ask him a question about it, oh, he's a he didn't, bastard. He didn't, I think he's a he didn't volunteer the information at all. Because, uh, I mean, they clearly state that R2 had not had a memory wipe. Right. 
So he should have remembered all. But whatever. Uh, all right. Did Qui-Gon choose to die? The fight at Kamino with, with uh, Darth Maul. Did he choose to die because he felt that Obi-Wan needed that push to make him great? Ah, that is a good question. Because Qui-Gon was smart. He was not nearly a good as good a fighter as Obi-Wan, according to canon. Right. So why did he choose to go in instead of having his his uh, pad on? Or better he, fighter, yeah, yeah. Go in. Who clearly would have done a better job. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Maybe because he would have felt Darth, Darth Maul would have killed him. Darth Maul would have killed him. Well, I actually met him once. Yeah. I have a lightsaber signed by him. Nice. Uh, uh, totally different story. But, yeah, try not to tangent. Try not to tangent. Resist right. the tangent. You tangent a little bit there. Uh, yeah, the kid and I went to Nickel City Con a couple of years ago. You actually did it at Nickel City Con? Yeah. I can't yeah. believe that because Nickel City Con is not the best con. The size of a nickel. It's yeah, very small. It's, it's, it's really um, it's interesting. I thought about it, but they charge the same rate as it is to go to the Niagara Falls Con, which I'm going to. Uh, Next month? Yeah, as I say, it's next month. 26th, I think, right? Something uh, like that? No, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, and I'm going on the... Really? Is it? I didn't think it was that early. Or 4th, 5th, and 6th. I'm going on that Saturday. Well, I'm taking the kid, so... I'm going to go up there on Saturday. Oh, I need my shirt by then. i got to remind Maggie to get my shirt. Oh, you got a Captain Tangent shirt? <laughs> um, <laughs> I might. I might see if I can get something like that, but uh, no, uh, one of our friends is making me an ape shirt. Much like I have people that make me these shirts, so. We'll have to talk about that later. I, need, right. a, I need a Captain Tangent shirt. My wife thinks it's hysterical. <laughs> my wife doesn't think anything's funny. Very uh, nice lady. She's not really into my sense of humor. Uh, let's see. Should, the next part, the subsection of that was, did Qui-Gon choose to die? Should he have let Obi-Wan fight alone? Uh, what was that? Oh, okay. Probably the most important one. Who the hell is the actual chosen one? Was it Obi-Wan? Was it Qui-Gon? Anakin? Luke? Or Rey? Ooh. Does the Chosen One change based off of the time period they are in? I don't know. I mean, it's only a 40-year span. So the uh, so was it Qui-Gon because he started the whole thing? He was like, hey, uh, you can't train him. <laughs> the hell I won't. Was that the choice? Was that the chosen one? Was the chosen one needed? Because he brought balance to the force by creating a dark nemesis, which would then enforce or force the light side to create a good guy. Hmm. I know. Deep, isn't it? It is very deep. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would have to say Luke would end up being the chosen one then. If we're going to go that route, I think Luke ended up being the chosen one because of the choices ahead of time. He was the one chosen to bring balance to the Force. Okay. I, I, he was the one chosen to be the light side, to be the... I um, think I think Luke is a gray Jedi. I think he should have had a yellow lightsaber, and I think he should have been a gray Jedi. Because he could see both the necessity of the dark side in order to power the light side. You're right. And you see the necessity of the light side to counteract the evil of the dark side. Right. I think he should have been a counselor. I think he should have had a yellow, yellow saber, and I think he should have been a gray Jedi. But again, nerd. All right. All right. I one got, more? I got one last one. All right. And this one's going to hurt. 
Uh oh. It's gonna hurt. Why'd they call it the end of the Skywalker saga there and then Ray take the last name of Skywalker? Should she have taken the last name of Skywalker and are we just being milked for money by Disney? I think you're I mean, being milked yes, for money obvious. by Disney, obviously. <laughs> that that answer is uh, always yes. Again, I think because Luke was the chosen one and then it ended up Luke's timeline, even though Ray took over from there, it's not the same thing. Ray, I think, is more of a middle, not like the great light character that they made Luke into. So his final light act was saving Ray. And keeping the thing there so that we can rebalance the force yet again in the future. So do you think they're going to go and change the word Jedi or make Jedi and Skywalker interchangeable? So she is Rey the Skywalker kind of thing? I think that would actually not be a bad choice. I really don't think that would be a bad choice by um, anybody who's writing Star Wars. I, I think that would be... Well, a good way so Jedi go. is a legal recognized religion in many countries at this point. Like, literally. Uh, how pissed would they be? <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait. So do we have to change our name from Jedi to Skywalker? Do we all have to be Skywalkers? <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. Um, and again, that would be allow them to get away from that religion and that kind of stuff as well. Uh, but even then, I mean, being a Jedi was a religion to... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's, um, that's that it started whole, out as, really. Yeah. Star Wars thing. On there. And we're not sponsored by Pepsi as much as he wants to keep showing his Pepsi oh, it's the back. on there. I, I made no, sure you to... had it in there a couple of times. It sat on there and everything else. I don't care. Um, but if Pepsi would like to... Oh, please do. Hit up Tony. Yes. I will share with him. Don't worry about it. He's my, my main guest, my main guy. He's my... Uh, I do this just so I get tangent. <laughs> um, and we have a great conversation every time he's on, so I enjoy it. All right, guys, we are going to wrap up today. Um, thank you guys again for listening. You can like, share, and follow me on Facebook. I'm really good on the Facebook. Twitter is um, seen some couple of dead birds going on. I will try to hit up Twitter more often. I am going to uh, make that a priority of me for this month. Oh, you know, it took me a second. Dead birds, Twitter. Yeah. Again, it's a good thing I'm pretty. And um, even though I have an Instagram account, I have no idea what I'm doing with it. Um, old guy, Instagram, it's not working out right now. Um, somebody wants to become on and be like, uh, help me with that kind of stuff. I'm more than willing to accept the help as well. So let me know, like, share, comment, particularly comment, so that I know what kind of uh, shows you guys want to hear about. Um, I'm still super excited to do the, the next uh, Star Wars show with my other guest. Hopefully we can get her on soon. Um, and I have a couple other guests lined up, so uh, listen in, tune in. Thank you, guys. Bye.